1: What's up? Welcome in. Happy Tuesday on the CHGO Bears podcast. Presented by PointsBet. Use the code CHGO to get up to $2,000 in free bets. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can see that beautiful picture of Bill Belichick, who happens to be quite good at coaching the game of football. Today, we are previewing the next Bears opponent, which happens to be the New England Patriots. What's going on? Nicholas Moriano here, thorny from Super Troopers, um, there. He, wow, that, oh, was that was quick. quick. That yeah, was quick. Lawrence cannot wait to get that in. He has I was very excited. Yeah. yeah, he has photoshopped the head of Nicholas Moriano onto Thorny in Super Troopers. Uh, Jay right, meow. And Had to get to it. Right, meow. Yeah, right, meow. And uh, it is now live in your face if you're watching on YouTube. Um, Fortunately, and if you're listening to the podcast, you just have to picture it. But it's really scarily uh accurate and similar what's up nick
0: how's it going you guys uh yeah no it's it is pretty accurate i showed it to my parents and they're like that that's a really good job it, it looks very eerily similar which is you know good and bad but credit to lawrence for uh making that up yesterday and being you know just really quick with it yeah <laughs>
2: and
0: if yeah. you're watching there's lawrence yeah uh i enjoyed that it was one of my finest photoshop
2: uh pieces uh in the last couple months uh quick, but where, where are the shades today I come the shades are on
0: they're they're actually right here but with the headphones it I oh mean,
2: and the it, hat it is yeah, an easy sure. fix yeah hey cares. look there's joey behind me that's the guy oh. i learned my photoshop skills
0: from he's the best joey All Right. joey is the best
1: by the way uh, don't don't ask us for that chgo hat he's wearing He somehow made that's he somehow made that himself it is not a Officially licensed merchandise of C.E.H.G.O. It is bootleg. And uh, quite <laughs> yeah. frankly, I think the company should sue him. I agree. They sh- I mean, it looks good on me, but I- I'll I'll keep it for myself.
0: We'll eventually get hats. And when we do, you can have I'll get that one, too. But for now, I just need to wear a
1: hat. I need to. Unless maybe there's a super chat out there willing to pay for that specific hat. If you're willing to part with it. I-, I, just- I actually am. As I just offer up your own clothing. <laughs> so yeah, like what, what else? Uh, the PlayStation
2: Five's
0: <laughs> over there. It's a
1: good that, super
2: chat. That um, brutal uh white whiteboard behind you where you just scratch garbage on there like
0: Woody Page from Yeah, today wasn't very clever. It was like Bears Page. Patri- I'm like, I, I it still said uh vacation. Someone was vacation today. I'm like, all right, we're, we're back, we're back to work. So still doing it, huh? Still a thing? Yeah, yep,
2: still doing it. I'd rather you kept the mustache and lost the whiteboard. <laughs> That's my uh, suggestion.
0: Well, they both not... can be gone very soon.
1: Okay. Well, yeah, I going? don't. I, I don't. It doesn't sound like the uh, mustache is very popular in the uh, Moriano household. I think yeah. it's very popular on the interwebs. Yes. And on uh, the that... show, I support the mustache, but I don't know how much support he's getting at home. Yeah, we'll tell us in we'll the come chat. Fourth of July. Fourth What's of going July, I'll this, let uh... you guys know.
2: What do you think in the chat? Yes or no? Keep the mustache, shave yeah, the we, mustache. We might
1: have to do some type uh, of or super
2: chat us, and maybe he'll send you the clippings if you want to pay for his
1: mustache. I don't know. Okay. I don't, hey,
2: you know, that's a internet. little bit
1: more creepy than his homemade hat. Well,
2: I know, but you know, it's the internet, and people will buy anything. So Free I just thought maybe better
1: internet. I just now I just picture him like ripping it off in one piece, and somehow sending that. Sending that along. Um, this uh, CHGO shirt I'm wearing is real, as is the points bet shirt that Nick is wearing. Sweet. Uh, I swear, you do, You look like a NASCAR driver right now. I don't know why, but you do. I don't know what to do with my hands. Right? You have logos and all kinds of things going on. Um, but, hey, we are here to preview the New England Patriots. We're going to talk about Cody Whitehair as well because it is Cody Whitehair Day in the Adam Hogue Grades system. Um, So we'll talk about him as well. And then will previewed uh, Equimaniac St. Brown on the all CHGO website, which you can check out. So we'll talk a little bit about that as well. The um, thing we're going to lead with, though, is something from the athletic. Um, Very good piece done by Lindsay Jones, the annual NFL 40 under 40. Looking at uh, basically the top 40 non-players considering players are pretty much all under 40, except for the best player in the league, of course, and Tom Brady. Um, but, you know, the overwhelming, like, 98% of the league is under 40. And uh, so this is all GMs, head coaches, young executives in the league, and agents. The reason why we are going to talk about this a little bit is because there are a ton of Bears connections, both current Bears and former Bears as well. This list has the typical usual suspects that you would think of, like a Sean McVeigh, who I've you know known this whole time Sean McVeigh is the same age as me, but like the more success Sean McVeigh has, and now he has a Super Bowl, <laughs> it seems like he should be older. And then you read this and you're like, Oh, he's still thirty-six, which is insane. That is and, nuts. And he could have done whatever he wanted this offseason. Um Apparently could have walked off and been like, Hey, I'm going to go on TV now and make an insane amount of money doing television because what they're paying a TV analyst these days is more than they make coaching or playing the the game, Um, which has kind of gotten a a little bit insane there, but Sean McVay is still 36. Uh, A couple other non bears examples. Kevin O'Connell, the new head coach of the Minnesota Vikings is 37 bears connection. Brandon Staley The Chargers head coach is still only 39. Um, Zach Taylor, the head coach of the Bengals, was also in the Super Bowl. He's 39. There's a lot of talent, Nick, under 40 in the NFL. Um, It's pretty impressive, actually. It is. And, you know, just actually seeing some people that are
0: associated with the Chicago Bears organization being a part of this, you know, pristine group. I think that that shows this youth movement that is in the NFL. And you, you want to have these type of guys, these type of people associated with your team. The first guy that comes up and will be a big part of what the Bears will do this season, Luke Getzy, right, Being that he's the offensive coordinator, being somebody that's going to have an influential role on Justin Fields and what he's going to do in year two, and seeing how young he is and what he can you know, grow into still. Right. Being that this will be his first time at only 38, actually being the play caller. That's that's someone that you want to have um, with you in your organization. And the Bears got that guy.
1: Um, yeah, they do. Uh, now, we have to interrupt this important conversation, though, about uh, important bears who are under 40, because um, first of all, that's a great comment by Travis saying you look like you make pizzas for a living. Um, we have a super chat. Just going by E, says, mm. not, a, not a fan of the stash, but would love to buy that hat. Interesting. Well, it, it does cost a good amount to customize
0: a hat. <laughs> so I'm just going to put that out there. Like, yeah. it wasn't cheap well,
2: now, to customize it in shipping. And... I feel bad. We, di- we did not put a number on it. Yeah, uh, we didn't put a number, how that's going to work. Um, w- what it would be your number? And maybe E would have to throw another something out there
0: I don't know you're putting me on the spot here well um,
2: I mean we did mention it on the live stream like four minutes ago so now yeah. now it's and now it's <laughs> happening
0: well uh we'll come back to you obviously you're a awesome viewer and watcher and listener of the show but let me think about it towards the end and I'll give you a better answer you. oh boy but I appreciate the super chat though
2: well okay uh yeah so it sounds like 999 isn't enough is what I'm hearing
0: and that's that's what we can go with for now
1: all right Okay,
2: well that's a little weird, but uh all right. Uh oh what
1: well, he is saying he will buy it for twenty. There it is. Mm-hmm. And I and I don't blame him for not just like committing another Yeah, you know, I agree. I agree. I agree into an on the spot I, it, I it I, a, after, on-the-spot negotiation the comments. Yeah. <laughs> Probably illegal, it feels like for some reason, but um well, I don't know, you can do anything on the internet these days. Sure. Sure. All right, it's so all you're gonna think
2: so. about the twenty is what you're, you're You're gonna think about this? I'll consider it. Okay, well, in the meantime, uh, uh, on the go, Shy Sports says, got to get Nick in the next Mario movie, for sure.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. E, oh. e, you can have the hat. I'll cover whatever the difference is to... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Good. Them.
2: That's what I like to hear uh, from <laughs> Nick, the exotic game show host, according to Isaac Easterday.
1: All right, so, E, here's what we're going to do. Um, By the way, Isaac Easterday sounds like the name of an exotic game show host.
2: And, anyway, this together. is Isaac Easterday, and today on... <laughs> eating the world yeah
1: okay um oh. so e here's i don't think that's do. what he was talking about with exotic by the way and he, probably not uh, <laughs> like, uh, i'm trying to think of how i have to do show. this now
2: i gotta figure out how to get e what email should i give him here to uh,
0: e- email me at e, e uh,
2: You production my head adam production at all
1: bad. chgo yeah, all right. I'll just send him a Hogan John shirt. We'll call it or hat. We'll we'll call it even because I don't oh, think Nick God. really wants to part with that. I think Nick wants to part with the stash more than he wants to part with the hat. Oh, man. The stash is growing on me to be completely honest. I like it. Well, it, it is literally it's... it is literally growing on you. That is accurate. It, this is very true.
0: Yeah. This is very true. All
1: right. um, right. Let's talk about. Well, we were in the middle
2: 40. of our conversation about the forty under forty, so we can yeah. go back to that if you want. Yeah, no, I just
1: Ryan Poles is only thirty six, guys. Did that blow your mind a little bit. Of course, that Ryan Pace was that young too when he, um. Okay, he says he's not paying for that. Thank just you. Just for a. us. Thank you. E, you're a good guy. Thanks for you're watching. We guy. appreciate it. Or I, I mean, I don't know if you're a guy. Actually, you're just eat. True. Just eat. Yeah. I I shouldn't assume. That's bad by me. Um, but anyway, I think in conclusion, um, the stash is great. The hat is sus. It's there. It's on his head. Um, and we need to talk about the Bears. Yes. Bears. All right. So bears. as you can imagine, Ryan Poles makes this list of 40 under 40 in the NFL again from the Athletic, Lindsey Jones. So proper credit there, but she writes: Polls, an offensive lineman at of Boston College, spent 13 years in the Chiefs' front office. There, he rose from entry-level scouting assistant to one of general manager brett veach's top talent evaluators now he's chicago's gm charged with building the bears back into an nfc north contender it's a big challenge polls and first year coach matt eberflus inherited quarterback justin fields but have to make significant moves to upgrade other parts of the roster minus a surplus of draft capital or salary cap space among Poles' first big moves was trading past rusher Khalil Mack to the Chargers to acquire more picks and to create more cap room. He spoke to The Athletic this spring about the importance of having a long-term, a long-term organization-wide plan and sticking to it. He said, quote, I talk about delegating, but we've also created a very team atmosphere in how we make decisions. I know personally every decision isn't specifically mine. It's ours. I think when you take that approach, you're comfortable that you did the work, you had the process, and it's the best decision for the club at the time. Ryan Poles, 36 years old, part of the Athletics NFL 40 under 40. You know what, Adam, for – obviously, we knew Ryan
0: Poles was young, but just what he's done so far as as a GM of a a football team, it it doesn't seem like he's a 36-year-old GM even though this is his first time doing this, making these big decisions and going through drafts and being the guy, it seems like he obviously coming from the chiefs organization, very well taught in how to just function in all these different avenues that he's taken the leadership role of. So yes, he's young, but it doesn't, it doesn't show from the move that he's made and he stayed really patient, stuck to his plan. And that I think takes, you know, that's what you see in, guys that are are veterans at this but so far so good for ryan poles like he's stuck to what he believes and he's still a very young and really new to this whole new position
1: yeah you look hey age is just a number and um you know he's been doing what he's doing for an nfl organization for 13 years before getting this opportunity so there's plenty of experience there i mean that's why you have guys like even ryan page too who get into scouting. A lot of players do that. A lot of players who don't make it to the NFL either immediately get into coaching or get into scouting one way or the other. Um, you know, even if they have a cup of coffee or a couple of years in the NFL, that seems to be a pretty natural transition. Um, there's a couple other examples on this list. You know, Aubrey pleasant who's an assistant coach for the lions. Um, he was somebody I covered at Wisconsin. He was a player there when um, when I was a student there and he had a little bit of time in the NFL, but you know, he ended up coaching and now he's on this list too um, as somebody who is one of the top 40 under 40 guys. And I think he's only 35 close scroll scroll down him. Yeah. He's a lions defensive backs coach and passing game coordinator. Now Uh, Gerard Mayo is another player. Now he had a little bit of a longer career, but he yeah. is the Patriots' inside linebackers coach, already getting interviews for head coaching jobs this past offseason. I've heard great things. In fact, I wanted the Bears to spend a little bit more time on Gerard Mayo during the uh, interview process. So um, now there is a, another Bear and a coach on this list. Sometimes I feel like we don't talk about Luke Getze enough. He is the Bears offense coordinator, and he is still only 38 years old. And Lindsay writes in the story, Getzey has a major task in his first year as a coordinator and play caller, developing quarterback Justin Fields, a 2021 first round pick into a quality NFL starter. Um, Getzey spent the past three seasons in Green Bay as the passing game coordinator and quarterbacks coach for Matt LaFleur. He worked closely with Aaron Rodgers and... Jordan love and knows that developing a closer relationship with his new pupil in Chicago will be critical to field success and what the bears hope to accomplish this season. So Luke gets another guy on this list. Um, by the way, I should say that this list is compiled by actually, um, you know, reaching out to people. around. It's not just like Lindsay putting this list together. You know, She reaches out, says, Hey, you know, solicits input from people around the league. And um, so this is kind of, there's a little bit of prestige getting on this list I think because it's it means you're getting respect from your peers around the league
0: yeah and I think it it for Luke gets to get on this is obviously being under 40 he meets criteria right but he didn't call place and you see the success Green Bay has had and you almost think you know Lafleur is is you know the mastermind behind all that and, and to a certain extent he is but Luke getsy getting on here and I think that does show what the the league thinks about Luke or about Luke Getze, as opposed to maybe what, I don't know, some outsiders can think about him. So I think that's a big part of, um big part of why Luke Getze made that list. But also I do like that. And we obviously know this, but the, the background that he has with Aaron Rodgers, but also a guy like Jordan love that we haven't seen yet. He has, he has experience working with both ends of the spectrum. And then he gets a young quarterback like Justin Fields, who's just entering year two. So he is going to be a big part of what, what fields can do in, in this 2022 season. And he's talked about like the coordinator and the quarterback, they have to always be on the same page. And from what we've, what we've heard from him, what we've seen, it's like, that's, that's what's starting to build here in Chicago.
1: Yeah. I think, um, you know, the only hesitation at all is, you know, you want to give him all this credit for working with Aaron Rodgers. And but then you're like, it's Aaron Rodgers. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think the for me. What some like what gets overlooked a little bit is his work actually with the wide receivers before he was working with the quarterbacks and having that experience, too. And that's Devontae Adams. I mean, that's when you got Devontae Adams in your corner and seeing that jump from a guy who was kind of off to a slow start in his career and then all of a sudden turned into you know, one of the top wide receivers in the entire league. I just think that that has to be included in the conversation, too. So not surprising to see Luke Getzi on this list, and it's encouraging, I think, for the Bears' offense. Um, now, would Matt Nagy have been on this list when he was hired as Bears head coach? Probably. Probably, yeah, probably. Yeah. I think he was – I want to say he was – Was he 40 already when he got hired? I think he was technically 39. Let's see. Just about to turn. He would have, yes, he was, he would have been just barely 39. So actually the cutoff date is June 24th. So he actually would not have been eligible because he would have been 40. Um, But my point still kind of stands that we're looking at kind of like the hot risers, the hot young risers in the league. Mm -hmm. And you know, he probably would have been on that list and, uh, but you for know, the that's same- okay though that's yeah. okay
0: right because we don't know what he isn't capable of doing at, right when he's getting hired at this new position right so I think it's natural to almost think well it came from this offense from the Chiefs or Luke Getzey from the Packers they had high octane offenses and now they're going to bigger roles with the, another team can they can they make some of those same strides those same transitions that they had from their previous team with obviously a new one. So I think it makes sense to why you can have a guy like Matt Nagy who, who wasn't on the list, but it would make sense if he was. And then a guy like Luke gets too. So the whole, I guess, uh, how you get, how you get there. It makes sense to me.
1: Yeah. And, and by the way, is just because you didn't make it as a head coach. Doesn't mean like you weren't good at what you were doing before or Mm -hmm. can, you know, go back to doing, um, and I've actually said this about Matt Nagy, not to get off on a total tangent about the last regime, and nobody's going to want to hear this right now, but he's still young enough that if he ever does get another chance to be a head coach, I could see him having more success. I, like Sometimes we forget that it is a huge crash course in handling all these things that you're not used to handling, that you don't have to do as a coordinator. Like, you really do turn into more of a, um, like a program manager. There's so many yeah. more things that end up on your desk that are not even related to football, um, but still have to do with winning football games. They're just not necessarily X's and O's and ski related. So getting that experience and getting another opportunity, learning from what you learned before things can go better the next time around. Um, I think that's why coaches get recycled sometimes. And we, we do see that happening, but that's kind of a total other uh, tangent there. Um, the other person on this list that has to do with the Bears is not an employee of the Bears, but is uh, closely uh, affiliated with the most important person in the organization, in my opinion, and that is Justin Fields' agent. Well, Justin Fields is the most important person in the organization his agent is the one on this list david mologueta um and he has become a big name around the nfl because if you haven't been paying attention to the sean watson saga he is also deshaun watson's agent and help negotiate that crazy uh, contract that he got uh, in the cleveland browns trade so um and quite frankly he's been a big name in football for a while now working his way up as one of the most important agents in the game but he is also on this list because there's different categories and one of the categories is actually includes the agents
0: yeah and he's also worked with Jalen Ramsey as another guy and he got a big obviously going to LA and getting that trade done and getting the contract that he has so circuits really the high pristine guys at at their respective positions and yeah also a guy that's just 39 and is able to do what he's doing at that age,
1: yeah, all right. Uh, we will move on to previewing the Patriots, which are next on the uh, the docket here. And as we go through the bear schedule, but first, I need to tell you the best way to support CHCO is to download the points bet app. Use code CHCO when you sign up, and if you do that right now, you'll get two risk free bets up to two thousand dollars. And that's not it, because if you make a fifty dollar or more first time deposit. You'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker. So $2,000 in free bets, free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from the CHGO Locker, all for making a $50 or more first-time deposit at PointsBet. If you have any questions, email PointsBet at Allchgo.com. We will help you out. Your home for live in play betting is even better than ever because if you see an edge in the game you're watching, or if your favorite team is primed for a comeback, you can bet along with those games live. More live betting, more live markets, and faster live cash outs and you can follow along with your bets the moment they hit. Stay in the live action all game long. Download the Points Bet app right now. Use promo code CHGO. Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with Points Bet. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral
0: services. Chicago sports fans, if you aren't a member of our CHGO family, what are you waiting for at this point? Members will have access to all of our premium content. From all of our great writers. You also get a free t-shirt of your choice. And we just unleashed uh, three new ones that you got to check out. If you're watching, you see the Cubs one. We have a new socks. And an awesome Chicago Skyline t-shirt that you can go check out at allchgo.com. You also get access to the members-only Discord, the CHGO Lounge. And of course, we have podcasts and live shows on every team, every day. So make sure you're tuned in and you have your notifications set on YouTube so you don't miss any of those great shows. So come join this amazing family that is constantly growing here at CHGO.
1: Um, by the way, I need you guys to remind me. There is, uh, there's, I think I might need an intervention oh. uh, with something. Um. I'm listening. S- yeah. Let's let, maybe let's hold it to the end of the show though. But I think we intervention coming. Yeah. Cause I have, I have a, a problem that I keep doing to myself. Um, what a tease. This is yeah. 90. Yeah. All right. Set the clock for 30 minutes from now. We're going to yeah. wait mm-hmm. to figure no. this out. I don't know. be 30 minutes. But hey, uh, let's talk about the Patriots real quick. And please, no one pull what I just said as a drop. Uh, 2021 20, record uh, for the New England Patriots. They went 10 and 7. They were a hot team at one point. What were they like? Seven and one, seven and two. From week
0: seven to 14. They won or yeah, six, they won seven straight games. Like That's they, what were, they were, they
1: were hot good yep. season. And then it was sort of like, all right, reality set mm-hmm. in toward the end of the season. They end up going 10 and seven, uh, still second in the AFC East. And they lost in the wild card round. Uh, you kind of could tell going in the playoffs that they just had quite frankly, probably done a lot of overachieving a little bit with a rookie quarterback because of how well coached they are, because they tend to get the most out of, um uh, players that are good, but not great. Um, and the the head coach, Bill Belichick is now going into his 23rd season, which is crazy at this point, um, with the Patriots key additions, Malcolm Butler, and. is a familiar name there. Devontae Parker comes in at wide receiver. Jabril Peppers, probably a guy that I've always liked more than I should. Uh, He joins the Patriots, but he's also one of those guys where like, okay, he joins the Patriots. You just feel like they're going to get more out of him than he's had with some other teams. Um, They did lose JC Jackson, Ted Karras and Shaq Mason. Uh, so a couple of losses on their offensive line. Their rookies include Cole Strange on the offensive line, Tyquan Thornton, and Marcus Jones. So, man, the Patriots—they just, you know, one of the things we used to always say and still do on the uh, the Hogan Johns podcast in a negative way is the Lions are the Lions. They're just always kind of mm-hmm. there and they do their Lionsy thing. Um, the Patriots are that way too even without Tom Brady, they just, you you just know it's going to be a tough game. Um, So kind of the opposite way we talk about the lions, the Patriots are the Patriots. They're going to do the Patriots way and be a tough team to beat. This is going to be a hard game for the bears to win on the road.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. And I was looking at some of the stats that the Patriots put up last season and in terms of DVOA from Football Outsiders, which is a great metric to look at, they finished overall total fourth in DVOA, third in passing, 10th tenth, tenth in rushing. And they also finished in the top 10 in scoring offense and defense. So this wow. was a team that, like, when I think of the New England Patriots, Adam, it's, there's not a lot of star star players, right? Like, that's not the first thing you think of when you think of the Patriots. Never, even with Tom Brady was there, but yet they find because one they're well coached, and when you have Bill Belichick who's going his twenty third season, that's going to be uh, obviously something that's going to happen. They're going to be well coached, but they just don't they don't beat themselves. That's like the big thing with the Patriots, and obviously Bears fans know that that is one of the ways that the Bears usually lose games. They beat themselves, but that's never usually the case with the Patriots and. When I was just seeing like where they finished statistically in some of these key categories, I was like, "It it was surprising at first, but then I'm like, no, it's not. It like you like you just said, it's the Patriots. It makes yeah. sense why they're why they're that good.
1: Well, and what's interesting is like they they go out and they draft a guy in uh, Cole Strange from Chattanooga in the first round. Pretty much everyone thought that was a reach, but mm-hmm. when the Patriots do it, they get the benefit of the doubt. Now yeah. I'm intrigued by how this turns out because. If you actually look at their drafts over the last like 5 6 maybe even longer they haven't drafted that well which is one of the reasons why two off seasons ago um so that would have been the well it would have just been like a year ago off season 2021 off season in March they had a free agent frenzy i mean they spent a lot of money they did something that they don't do a lot but they kind of had to because the draft class haven't necessarily been there in recent years um
0: especially at the wide receiver position they have missed yeah. on a lot of wide receivers and they drafted Tyquan thornton uh, we'll have to see how that pans out for them but yeah they're just a team like i'm seeing some of the comments here too uh adam like i'm not a believer of the patriots and i get why i understand it completely but then again i can i can't count them out you just yeah. can't count them out and i'm not fully in invested that the Patri- or Patriots are the team to beat. That's, that's not where I'm at, but I'm like also on the fence where, yeah, but still the Patriots, they can beat you. They definitely can.
1: Well, one of the things I sampled and wrote about at the Super Bowl this year was, um, you know, talking to some reporters. And I think I've mentioned this before from Boston and, and kind of, cause one of the big storylines as it will be in a number of these games that we've already previewed um, and will continue is the, Justin Fields draft class and Mac Jones and the comparison to Mac Jones. And the interesting thing to me is there, there are a lot of people in Boston who would tell you they would rather have Justin Fields, even though Mac Jones had the better rookie season because they see that potential. They see what he can do. Um, And, you know, I hope both of those quarterbacks are healthy in this game because it's going to be a fun storyline. Remember, this is a Monday night football game. This is, this is the bears, one Monday night football game of the season. They go to New England. The spotlight's going to be on them. They're actually coming off of a Thursday night game against Washington, so they have a lot of time in between games here, too. You get that mini bye after the Thursday game that the players like. You also get an extra day here because you're not playing until Monday, so that was kind of the... I think the trade-off in the Bears not actually the Bears actual bye week doesn't come to week 14. It's very, very, very late. It is the second week of December before they get their real buy. Um, so the trade-off for that, I think, is kind of getting that extra day to make that mini buy a little bit longer earlier in the season. And I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. Um, so We'll see if that helps them at all going into this game. It's obviously hard to game plan against new England regardless, but they're certainly a beatable team. Uh, I'm, I'm like kind of fascinated what the line would be in that game.
0: Yeah, me too. And you know, Travis here in, in the comments is saying that how easy the Patriot schedule was. And I did make, put a note in that uh, in my notes, like they defeat the jets twice, Panthers, Falcons, Jaguars, Texans. So those are in that seven game win streak. Those are some of the teams that they were facing in the final, out of the last four, they lost three of those. Like this is a team that during earlier, earlier portion of mid mid season, they were, they were gelling. And then towards the end, I think people kind of, I don't know if the right words, figuring out the Patriots, but they were starting to lose some of those games that they were winning before. And I think we saw some of the limitations. That Mac Jones has and not to say that Mac Jones isn't good because there were some games I was watching where man's throwing some dimes is looking a little bit more athletic, uh, like inside the pocket than I initially thought. But I think that's where, when you've talked to some of those people in the, in the, the Boston media, well, if, if you would want to see what this team could be with, with a Justin Fields type of player.
1: And I get that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Let's take a look at some of the points at numbers on the New England Patriots, so they are uh plus a four thousand to win the Super Bowl. You know, Nick, there was a like a one and a half week period last year where I feel like uh there were some people being like, "Hey, mm-hmm. maybe this team can go on and win the Super Bowl, you know because of Bill <laughs> Belichick. yeah um. You know, if you're looking for a long shot to win the Super Bowl, I'm not necessarily gonna predict that the Patriots do that, but if you're looking for like value, plus four thousand on the Patriots, that's one of those where you're like, oh, eh, why not? Um plus two thousand yeah. to win the AFC, that puts them uh twelfth though in the AFC, and that kind of shows you a uh, little bit of a real the AFC is. I think that yeah. too. Like, there's just so many good teams in the AFC. That's why. I mean, the immediate counterpoint to me, like bringing them up as a long shot is like, okay, realistically, how would they get through the AFC in the playoffs? You know, without that yeah. firepower that some of those other teams have. Then again, the Bengals did it last year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I, and I know it should be even stronger this year, but, you know, I, if the, if the Bengals could do it, and Joe Burrow was obviously on a magical run and he's outstanding. Uh, And better than Mac Jones, it's just it's something interesting to think about. I don't hate that four
2: plus four fifty to win the AFC East as the third best team in that division. I mean, Uh, you got to beat the Bills, but I mean again, it's the Patriots.
0: The Dolphins. I mean, obviously the Dolphins are in there too, and which would be second in that that division. But yeah, you never know. Honestly, like if Josh Allen goes down. Then it's a wide open. Yeah, i would say there's and value. I mean, like like you're saying, the AFC
2: is completely stacked. So, like to win the AFC or to win the Super Bowl, that's asking a lot. But mm-hmm. I mean, plus four fifty, I'll take plus four fifty on the Patriots to win the East somehow.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, look, it took a while for Buffalo to get over that hump, right? To to get past the Patriots, um, but uh, and they did lose Brian Dayball and. I think I'm not going to be the one who does it, but I think there are a couple arguments out there that could you could make to say that the Bills could regress this year, um, possible. But uh, not I'm sure. not quite I'm not quite there. Uh, I think I'll take the uh, the Bills to win the AFC East. But in terms of value, I don't think you can uh, shoot it down completely. Um, but that puts them third in the AFC East there at plus four fifty. Their over under is eight and a half. Uh you're getting uh it costs you a little bit more about the over on that minus one fifteen. The under um oh the over is minus one fifteen the under is minus one oh five. So pretty close there at eight and a half there. So I maybe i will get decided by the Bears.
0: Maybe that maybe the Bears will just, yeah somehow factor their way into that. Yep. But You know what, Adam, what I can tell you does have good value is Owen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Owen always has, it doesn't matter what the odds are, Owen always has good value. And just in case you don't know, Owen stands for only what you need. This brand is a 100% plant-based protein company that gives you high quality and carefully selected ingredients to keep you functioning throughout your entire workday, and especially after an intense workout. In these protein shakes, you get your vegan omega-3s, your green superfoods like broccoli, kale, and spinach, and all these amazing ingredients reinforce what Owen stands for, only what you need. I've been using Owen for the last two years. We here at CHGO drink Owen, got everybody in my family hooked on it, and if you're looking for a recommendation, the Pro Elite Chocolate Shake is is the go-to right now. What's also cool is that I first heard about Owen from Chicago Bears quarterback, Justin Fields, who does follow a plant-based diet. Owen and CHGO have partnered up to give you an awesome offer. When you use the code CHGO20, you get 20% off your first purchase. Again, that is 20% off with the code CHGO20 at liveowen.com. So join us here at CHGO and Justin Fields and try Owen only what you need.
1: All right. Time to get to today's player grade. And it is. We are officially... Into, let's we'll call them the good players. <laughs> players who are at least starting caliber players. Um, and the first one we'll talk about is Cody Whitehair, the Bears left guard, who graded out at 2.29, which is kind of on the lower end of the starter um, you know, tier. If you get above a three, you're considered kind of a long-term starter. Cody Whitehair has been there before, but by his own admission, and he did mention this a couple times, I think late in the season last year, um, he wasn't having his best season as a pro. Um, In fact, I would say the last couple of years have been a little bit down for him, at least, you know, in terms of my grades. But, you know, the great thing about Cody Whitehair is he is just extremely durable and is out Mm -hmm. there, and you know you can depend on him, so, despite last year being a little bit of a down year, and he is getting up there to 30 years old, he is the longest tenured bear on this team, um, which we tried to give to DeAndre Houston Carson. But I think Will was the one who correctly pointed out that Cody Whitehair was drafted a day before. Ah, it's true. Yeah. So, technically, it is Cody Whitehair, um, but so durable. I looked this up and because I was like starting to think, I'm like, man, this guy, I feel like he's never, ever hurt. And he has only missed two games in his career. He started 95 of a possible 97 games in his career. The only two games he missed was in the uh, 2020 season. Uh, Missed a couple of games there. So that shows you offensive linemen like this, and they are, they're hard to come by. And so you can live with, uh, you know, a down year here and there, I think. And Cody Whitehair is one of the few constants that uh, they have right now on the offensive line, quite frankly. Yeah, and
0: he's Cody White here is the Bears' best, right now, best offensive lineman. I don't think that's controversial to say in any way because there's a lot of uncertainty with a lot of the other players that the Bears currently have in that offensive line. And he did have a down year. But just kind of watching a few games earlier today, I think he's going to be a really good fit for this system where which requires these offensive linemen to get out in space, to move, to pull. To seal block. Cody Whitehair, that's that's where the strengths of his game come into play. And you can see that through some of the game even in his down year, he was still capable of doing that. So in a system that predicates the offensive lineman to use their speed to get the right angles, I think Cody Whitehair can can have a bounce back in his career just in this system alone, if all things go right and obviously you need to have continuity along the line, that's gonna obviously help. But I think he's definitely capable of that. Now, he needs to fix up a lot of things, and we were just talking about it. He's had a down year, gave up 33 total pressures last year, can't have Justin Fields. There was a, pl- a clip that I put up earlier on Twitter where Justin Fields is getting buried by the defensive lineman. Cody Whitehair just straight-up misses with his hands. Can't have that. Still, Fields is able to complete the throw. It was week 14 against Green Bay. So those mistakes, try to limit them as best as possible. He's never going to be the best at handling guys that – just use pure force and and strength to kind of get through him. That's where Cody Whitehair, I think, has struggled at times throughout his career. But in terms of what this scheme is going to require out of him, I think you see a bounce back from Cody Whitehair and what we kind of saw earlier on in his career before all the shuffling every single year. He's moving different spots. And if he can play that left guard back-to-back years, I think that also does uh, provide some help for
1: what he's capable of doing in 2022. And... You know, to- let me tell you this. Um, one thing about Cody is he, uh, you're not going to hear him complain like ever. I mean, he is the definition of a pro's pro. And that cliche um, really does apply to him. But I don't think it's a secret anymore that uh, the Juan Castillo couple of years did not really go well. I'm not going to get into a whole thing like Juan Castillo was a respected Oh, line coach, um, been in the league for a long time, but for whatever reason that just did not click with the players that were here. I heard a little bit of that even going into last season in training camp. And then it just was not a shock to me from that point on based on what I had heard that it just wasn't really working. Um, now I'm not saying that that is, uh, you know, an excuse for, Cody Whitehair the last couple of years, but I do find it kind of interesting that you have a coach come in who's teaching different things. And all of a sudden there's a guy who's just been so durable and dependable that has a couple down years, not bad years, but mistakes like you just brought up happening more often than we're used to seeing. Now, could that be age? You know, maybe, 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 you know, injuries, maybe, um, but I just feel like this applies to players beyond Cody too. But I think that Chris Morgan, the new offensive line coach is just going to be refreshing for the, especially the returning players. I think that there's, and I think we're hearing that a little bit already. I don't want to jump the gun too much. Games have not been played. They're still getting to know each other, but I'm definitely sensing a little bit of a, an uptick in, in that specific relationship, which does matter a lot. Um and by the way, we previewed Washington yesterday. That's where Juan Castillo went. He's not even the offensive line coach there. He's a tight ends coach. Which oh. I thought was interesting. So um yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh I can see Cody Whitehair bouncing back this year. Um he is, you know, One of the more popular players on the team, like I said, dependable and still when you have a guy having a down year and he's still grading out as a starter, that's a good thing. One of the players we talked about earlier, Eddie Jackson ended up lower than that. That's that's where you start to wonder about the future. Um, Cody Whitehair to me is still a guy that should be starting on this line. And uh, I don't know, however, that he should necessarily be your best offensive line. Does that make sense? yes I, I get that right now he is but yeah
0: I, you don't want that to be the case I don't know maybe even halfway through the season or by that bye week you want to you would like to see honestly like Tevin Jenkins if that's being to be completely like you would want to see that I think as a Bears fan but I completely get what you're saying there as of right now though is your best he's your best offensive lineman he's your most consistent one and he's your longest tenured bear
1: uh all right Finally, we also have to talk about Equimania St. Brown. He is the player br- that Will broke down, Will DeWitt, on allcacio.com today. Um, he, uh, let me let me set the stage here for Equimania St. Brown. If there is one player who has a chance to, to, I don't know, how do I say this the right way? I guess my expectations are so low that mm-hmm. if there's one player that can make me look like an idiot this year, it's probably him. Does that make sense? Yep. It sure does. Yep. Um I don't
0: expectation for Equanimius Saint Brown is about as low as you can get just because nobody has seen him do much of anything offensively in the NFL. With Green Bay, yep, like Will wrote in his piece today that came out, you have to go back to his rookie season. Mm-hmm. D- similar to like Dante Pettis who we just talked about yeah. yesterday. Rookie season you have to go back to to where they actually were they made small contributions and for him he's a big body guy there are a couple plays in in these mini camps where he runs a slant catches the ball and is able to keep the ball away from the defender it's like that's where he should be using an equanimous st brown use him like that in, in the red zone as well but i don't i don't know how many opportunities he gets and is he capable of capitalizing on them but in terms of keeping low expectations and maybe looking dumb afterwards he's a candidate to to potentially do that
1: yeah i man you just look at that nine catches on 17 targets you know not a lot of targets to begin with and then he's only catching nine of them um it's it's tough i he sure looks the part though like you see him out there on the field you know i had to like almost keep checking my roster to like (laughs) because i'm like Wait, who's that giant guy that looks like a number one wide receiver? Oh, it's Equimania St. Brown. So I don't hate this um, strategy of trying to bring in, you know, a handful of guys who have just not quite clicked elsewhere and hoping one of them kind of blows up for you in a good way. I just I pointed this out before, and I'll say it again. It just rarely happens. So I guess you're increasing, you're taking more swings by bringing in a bunch of them and hoping that maybe just one of them work out. Um, maybe that's Equimania St. Brown. Maybe that's Dante Pez. Maybe it's Byron Pringle. Um, Pringle's done done a little bit more to this point, but still, he, I think in some cases we've overrated a little bit of what he did in Kansas city. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how this goes, but he does have that Luke Getze connection coming from green Bay Equimania St. Brown. And we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, And he does, he has played special teams too. Like he was a gunner
0: last year for green Bay. So he can find his way onto this team in other ways, other than wide receiver, I guess, but you would like to see, or the bears I'm sure would like to see, Hey, can you make a contribution on offense? That's using your size. Can you be just a bigger, just a bigger factor in the game than what you've shown previously?
1: All right. Oh, my God. He's so good. He's so good. <laughs> I Adams forgot about this, honestly. Yeah. It is time to talk about the intervention I need. Um, I need to stop coming home halfway through White Sox games, pouring a drink, and trying to enjoy the rest of my night watching the rest of the games. Seems like I don't know why I keep doing it. Why do I keep doing this to myself? Uh,
2: because you have a south side bias. Uh, Well, shout out to the all CSGO
1: locker. Perfect example. (laughs) I will still buy that damn t-shirt. Yeah. I will still take my one-year-old to her first game last week. When I know very well, they're not going to sweep the Blue Jays. No. They're not going to sweep the Mm -hmm. Blue Jays. They're lucky they won that second game. That I mean, was a weird extra inning game that they shouldn't have won, and they won it, and there's no way they were gonna win on Wednesday, especially when Tony LaRusso just threw out like his garbage day game lineup without Tim Anderson. What a jerk. Uh
2: you, you last night you get Giolito, good Giolito again, as yeah. opposed to 2018 Giolito, which has been the
1: last month and a half, but I don't you know but, offense. But, like my, what are we the doing? Thing, if you're if you're following me on Twitter last night, my thing was they take a 3-2 lead, and he immediately puts Leory Garcia in for Gavin Sheets. And I'm not denying that that's a, a good defensive switch, even though, by the way, Laurie Garcia isn't as good defensively as it gets made out to be by that coaching staff, especially in the outfield. Um, but it's the seventh inning. Who in their right mind actually thought that game was going to end 3-2? Like, are you even paying attention to your own ball club? There was no possible way that that game was going to end 3-2. It's the seventh inning. And I'm from that moment on, I'm like, I'm like, hate watching the team i'm like why is this happening i why did i do this to myself i just got home from my son's uh another semi game vernon hills red sox hard fought two to one loss Ooh. to the uh, vernon hills guardians darn guardians guardians they guardians they have one loss all season and it was okay. to the red it was to the red sox so we can hang our hats on that played well last night um but, uh, yeah, we lost. Coming off so, of that. Okay, so you pour
2: the drink. You start yeah. watching the White Sox. Was there a second drink involved after that decision no, by Tony to the No, Steve, that was, no.
1: Or no this in? isn't a drinking problem. It's a White Sox oh, uh, yes. c- problem. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just, I mean, we said <laughs> no, intervention.
2: I, I just figured, you know. No,
1: no, no. That If anything, that was like, no, I have to end this now. Go to bed now. Especially but then of
2: course, a West Coast game, I know. Then you're up and you're like, "God damn it! I'm up till 12:30 watching this terrible ass well, team." And then every unwatchable time that- garbage team that's not going anywhere because their manager sucks and is 80 years old and racist and whatever we want to say about him. Hall of Famer baseball person. I'm just gonna keep ranting if you want. But
1: yeah, no, I, but this is the point, and like I think it sometimes takes, like. As they say, like rock bottom. But like the fact that it's a West Coast game, and I like I know that and I'm going to stay up even later to watch rock team. Rock bottom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I don't know. People's yeah. elbow. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. I got you. I don't. Now we got to Photoshop your face on rock. Sure. Mm-hmm. I, I would yeah.
2: happily be Rocky Melvia. Love that man, <laughs> Dwayne Johnson.
1: <laughs> uh I just. Why do oh. I do this? Yeah, it's not great. But, hey, once
2: again tonight, same time, uh, same channel. Uh, we'll be uh, doing a pregame, I believe, at 8.30, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, 9 o'clock, 9.10, first pitch. And then, of course, after they blow another game, come back to CSGO and watch uh, Sean and Herb and Vinny just start yelling about how terrible this team is.
1: <laughs> and, and that's part of the problem too, is once those games end that make me angry, I mm. have to know what Sean and Herb say. So I then I stay up mm-hmm. even later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did the same thing last night, you know, and, uh, and, and I'm going to do it know, again tonight. We got this great charity uh, event at Tau tonight, by the way, you can still get tickets Yeah, Yvonne McClure and, and Jeff Dickerson foundation, um, we'll be there if you're there come say hi please do that i think we may have sold that justin fields jersey on this podcast yesterday by accident because i noticed that it was it has been purchased uh, oh wow yeah it's awesome now maybe not maybe i'm taking too much credit there but i we we talked about it on the yes. show and then i noticed today that it it is now gone so hey that's good which is a good thing but uh because it all goes to charity and a great cause um what's so going on at town tonight but i guarantee you when i get home from this tonight because it is a late game i will probably do the same damn thing and turn on the game <laughs> and get mad about some late inning decision and then go uh, to bed angry yeah
2: you mean like when like jimmy lambert comes in or something because
1: half the bullpen is not available or some BS. Hey, jimmy lambert made a phenomenal play last night i think sure. that he should be a defensive replacement Ha. Huh it's gonna reel you back in,
2: I, last night they handled trout too that's the problem is I think they struck him out three times or,
1: yeah if I'm not mistaken so you wow. know
2: that's not happening again
1: oh that eating that Reynaldo Lopez pitch was the microcosm of his career I mean it it was lead off walk can't hold the lead yeah made Mike trout look like a little league player like just blew yeah. fastballs by him like he couldn't handle them it's like why why are you, Reynaldo Lopez? <laughs> so passionate. I love it. So
2: pour another drink when you get home and watch the White Sox continue to
1: fail. Sean team, and Herb do a phenomenal job. Yes, the team sure with, with
2: World Series uh, preseason prognostication and them just suck and be worse than the Orioles.
0: Are they worse than like, the, the Bears 2019 season? Ugh. Like The expectations there? Like, is this worse? Um, that's a great question. Maybe that's something for another day, but I'm just thinking like the high expectations and God, they fell so flat. It's not even close to meeting what was it's you know, similar, supposed
1: to be. You know what though? It's similar. Actually, that's a great, I'm going to give that some more thought. Maybe we bring that conversation back tomorrow, but off the top of my head, it seems very similar because you kind of have that mixture of, um, you know, young players not reaching expectations, and all of a sudden the coach is just doing weird things. And uh, offensively, they can't sc- like the Bears can't score. The
0: White Sox can't hit a home run to save their life right now. Like it, <laughs> yeah, there's there's a bunch nine, of them going on. Not, the leader leading home run hitter on the team has nine home runs, and it is June
2: twenty eighth. The what the hell digits. are we doing? I know the baseball is dead and all that, but nine?
0: Yeah, the
2: bats. You know who deep. has like twenty-one right now? Perhaps a, a an outfielder that they could have signed before oh, the season.
1: Kyle Schwarber.
2: Oh yeah, Schwarbs. Yeah. Huh.
1: Yeah. What a shock. You had you've needed a left-handed bat for uh-huh. like literally six years. Oh my god! And you had a guy playing on the north side. Even at the time we talked about yeah. possible trade candidate because he's clearly a designated hitter. And he's still doing it and I and in the National League, by the way, to his credit. Well, well now I guess now it DH. doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't matter now. But you know, you could have taken advantage of it when it was just the American League. And yeah, that, that was too obvious. And Luis Robert, I don't know what he's interested in, but hitting baseballs does not seem like something oh, that, that he's and and then in. last night that play he didn't
2: make. I, like running in the right center, tough play, but Luis Robert gets everything usually. And it
1: bonked off his glove. He's clearly not right. Cause he just doesn't.
2: Yeah. He he's... Shout out to uh, outlander in the chat who uh, is lives in continental Europe. He says, why don't we get some Chicago fire talk on here tomorrow? 1215 Chicago time. All right. I'll be producing the Chicago fire weekly podcast. Patrick and Alex got you covered on that. There so. you go. Please take a listen.
1: We got everything for you. All right. Well, thanks for sitting through my. Oh, yeah. My and I, I don't think Minier.
2: we've solved anything. You're no. going to watch again tonight. It's going to be yeah. the same result.
1: Just thank you to Sean and Herb. Seriously, they are saints. I don't know how I'd be getting through the season without them. I mean that because. Yeah. yeah. And Vinny. I, I'm sorry. Yeah. Vinny, too. Well, Vinny's doing a phenomenal job uh, covering the team, but it's really Herb's F-bombs that oh, I think bring me a yeah. sense of comfort.
0: Mm. Oh, shout out to Herb for his catch last night okay. in the Show softball you know the game.
2: Dark Onyx brought up the softball game in the chat. I saw you reference the fact that, you know, do we want to talk about this? Because I heard it was UGLY ugly. It was not good. It was okay. It what? Was a, all right. Let me ask questions like the reporter
1: because I don't know what happened. What was the final score?
2: A lot to a little. What not... was the final
1: score, Nick? It was it was nineteen to four and we only played five innings. <laughs> wow,
0: slaughter rule. Slaughter rule. Yes. Slaughter rule. But Herb how many,
1: how many home runs did Shane Reardon have? Zero. Herb had a well,
0: Herb had one catch on him, and then forgot who hit the ball, but Herb had a athletic. He was in right center, came just he came forward to the ball, had the right hand extended, and as he's falling down, you guys. Like extends his right hand up into the air so he doesn't lose it. Maintains control of the ball, and this is insane. we were we were like, oh man, is Herb gonna be okay? And his like shoulders into the ground while his right hand's up in the air with the ball. They were like, everybody, all both teams are cheering. Like there you go, Herb, making an athletic ass play and right center. That was a highlight of our day because then we got. Let's, let's Why is go. there
1: no video of it? I, know. I wasn't there
0: I, I i couldn't make it i was we need a uh, drone or
1: something i was just, at home. just,
2: just if only
1: dope. if only there was some media outlet in this media league that had a youtube channel where they did live content huh to live stream something like that i don't yeah. we'd have to find yeah. some that company I don't know. who would do mm. that but actually to mic
0: up the players
1: oh my god see people would i would eat that oh up. i would i yep that would be awesome
0: Oof, maybe year two. Uh, yeah, year two when we actually have uniforms and
2: Oof. oh, we're gonna be we're gonna be a wrecking. And I will say this: you haven't been out there to see one of these games, have you?
1: No, because we played. have all our baseball games by night. So starting next week, maybe yeah. I can make it. Well, I went
2: out last week as a fan and ended up having to play because we only had ten players mm-hmm. and and uh, Matt Peck uh, tore his quad or something again. I don't know. So next <laughs> thing you know, I'm pinch hitting. From I haven't played softball in literally over 20 years, and you know I'm pinch hitting and the balls floating towards me and i'm like well i guess i gotta swing at this thing i actually hit it in the air it wasn't good at all deep you know just past shortstop whatever pop out but hey i'll say this i in my time watching in the first five and a half innings defense needs to be shored up it's bad oh it yeah it's terrible oh
0: yeah, well, White Sox, you guys are not good those errors, they are still there. <laughs> yeah. They are uh, still
1: there. You see, maybe I do need to come out because I promise you I'm not gonna hit anything more than a single, but I will catch the ball and I will we'll I will probably it. still get on first base somewhat regularly. The the problem is is it's then it's then like the
2: little league BS where it's you know, you, you start throwing the ball around the infield at like just hold the ball. What are you guys oh, doing? I yeah. oh, throw it home. No, you're not gonna get that person out. No. Throw back the second. No. Don't do that. No. Come on, Moriano. Aren't you the manager with the triangle and all that? Come on. I don't know why. Why Why do but I you have a mustache? All great coaches in Chicago have mustaches. Yep. This is your time.
0: Yep. Maybe it's like a fly football team. I would do
1: that. There it is. I was just Come about on, to thorny. say, can we see that one more time? There it is. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> there it great. is, Thorny. I need to, you know what I'm going to do tonight? What Instead of do? turning the White Sox game, I'm going to get it's home and I'm going to watch Super Troopers. Okay. Now, I'm going to be still up way too late, but I will feel He's better. Still be in About a better life mood life. at
2: the end of it. The- yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: All right. We need to get out of here. Please follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, at Nicholas Moriano, at CHGO underscore sports, at CHGO underscore bears. Uh, you should also follow Lawrence at Law on the Draw. Law on the Draw. There it is. Um, someone says, can't wait for Moriano Movember. Maybe that's when I need to try the mustache.
0: Wait, well, Movember? What have you
2: they they ever heard of Movember? Movember? No. Mustache November. You never heard that? People grow mustaches in November.
1: Yeah. To oh. raise money. Come on. Usually these, for prostate cancer,
2: I these, think. Yeah, these oh, things that you miss, Nick. Yeah. Come
0: on. You well, know, I look, I only started this mustache thing literally yesterday, so it's it's all new to me. I'm sorry. Now, I'm, well, well, you're I'm a mustache guy now, all right? This
1: yeah. you is how your life is now. November. Yep. Got it. See, I can just say I can't and then, you know, you can, Adam. You still can't. donate some money to the charity and just not have to look hideous for a month, but you know, maybe we need you. to try it sometime. I, We're out of here. We'll be back tomorrow, 1 o'clock. Another team to preview. More players to look at as we get a little bit more and more optimistic about the players that we're examining every day, too. Uh, See you guys. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Appreciate you. Please subscribe. Please check out allchgo.com. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 1 o'clock.